Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 10. We're facing storm. There she blows. Yeah. And by that, I mean the wind. And a couple storm chasers over here. Mm-hmm. I thought you were quoting Young Hama. <laughs> I was absolutely <laughs> quoting Young Hama. Treat me like a pirate. Can't believe we haven't made one of those jokes yet. Yeah, well. Statistically, you haven't gotten unlikely. any booty yet, so that's true. I'm expecting the first booty you find to <laughs> someone to say, "And hey, give me that booty." All right, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. So, a storm at sea. It, it reminds me of I. I keep seeing those like North Sea videos that are terrifying, where the waves are like 50 feet high, and you see like the frigate on the, on the ocean, and it's Insane. like just. Completely upending like 45 degrees. What about all this Drake Passage stuff? That's been really hot on my For You page right now because the nine-month cruise is about to hit the Drake Passage. Oh. Which is a big ordeal because that's by that's by Antarctica and like it's also massive swells and like you can watch as the water's hitting all their decks for their rooms and like Whoa. flooding the ship. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's a gnaw for me. Yeah, like oh. the oil rig in the storm. Yeah, Ooh. that's oh, so these are, hard now. Yeah, these are modern vessels too. Can you imagine like the wooden ships <laughs> oh, yeah. brave like a sea like that? Like no wonder they were scared of storms and I don't know. It's monumental. I I gotta wonder if it's easier for like a wooden like a smaller wooden ship to to like climb those waves than something that's as long as like our modern ships, just because of the like you know you don't have the full ship on the wave ever. Yeah. I know nothing about, you know, naval navigation. I got to imagine we've got some modern systems to help, like, account for yeah, some stuff like uh, that. There, I, I know that in cruise ships, there are, like, baffle systems within the, the hull to stabilize the ship. And, and so it, it, it doesn't do the rocking and, and wave turning quite like that. But I don't know if a smaller vessel would be more or less prone to uh, flipping simply because it has to climb higher at a steeper angle. Yeah, yeah, you might be going vertical. Yeah, I mean, if the perfect storm is anything to clue us in about, which it is, it, yeah. it definitely is. I have a fucking chance. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I'd be the guy that like goes to sleep on the cruise ship, uh, the cruise ship pool table. Have you ever oh. seen those where they're like they're gyroscopic? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen Have you seen some of like the cruise videos that have like the furniture just flying across? Oh yeah, yeah. That's terrifying. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, that's no bueno. You think you should uh, bolt some of that down? Yeah, you would think. Have uh, Have any of you ever experienced like a a severe storm, At either sea? on or off water. Yeah, on. I wouldn't call it like a major storm, but the one time I went sailing was on a forty-foot, I guess, sailboat uh, in the Caribbean. I guess the Bahamas, and we hit a storm when we were out in kind of like the open, not like super far out in open sea, but like you know maybe like a half day's uh, sail from like any of the ports. And the chop was like a couple of feet maybe at most or whatever, but seeing that massive storm roll in while you felt like you were in the open ocean, basically, uh, just felt very daunting. And like the 
rain coming down in sheets and like trying to stay dry, like sometimes like in below decks or whatever, while like the, the chop is hitting the boat was, I don't know. It felt like a reckoning. You yeah, know? It felt like I, nature's out there knocking at your door. <laughs> That's the visual that you don't often get on land, but you get on sea, where like you see where the storm starts and where like the the rain starts. Like yeah. you can see the wall of rain as it comes towards you. Yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. I have thankfully never been on a ship when there has been bad or dangerous waters, but I have had to deal with some pretty bad uh, after effects of a storm. I remember there was a time after, this was actually in Columbus, we had gotten freezing rain, and so it was very cold. And it was late at night, and I was driving somebody else home. So I was in like an unfamiliar part of the city, and the road was complete ice. Thankfully, there was nobody else around, but I remember like pulling off onto uh, make a turn, and luckily there was no one in the intersection because I could not stop. It was just ice. (laughs) So I was very lucky, uh, and everyone else in the car was very lucky that there were just no obstacles in the road because there was no, no traction happening there. And I think that's one of the worst times I've ever been out in a storm is having to drive on ice. Yeah, that's, uh, oof. I hate it. Yeah, I think the, I've not been in storms. And, and like, I'm, I think my story is close to, like, I guess, Emily's. Like, the worst thing I've ever been in is, like, a really, like, as far as out in it. Like, I've been inside my home when there's been bad storms, but that's, like, that's not a lot, right? That's different. I've been, like, inside when there's been a blizzard and I've been stuck inside, but, like, I was driving one time and all of a sudden the like it was a flash flood on the highway and so then I hydroplane directly into the median oh. at 55 miles an hour because it was a flash flood so like quite literally wasn't flooded and then was and it was still sunny out and it just like everything came down up ahead and it ran all into this like ditch like poor drainage and then I did uh, I went directly into the median at like 55 miles an hour not a single bit of damage to my car. My car, like, bounced off of that median. Uh, no airbags, no anything. It bounced off. No, nothing. Nothing was wrong with it. In fact, this is the Suzuki that was recalled about five or six different times for some major issues. Oh, so and about, was 27, <laughs> about 27 different other things. The airbags, but, like, the airbags didn't go off because they could because they were cut out of the vehicle. Well, so here's the thing. I'm really glad they didn't go off because I didn't know that those got recalled because there's glass in them. Anyway. So that would have been really bad. So, like, like I didn't die. That was good. Uh, but, yeah, no, like, there wasn't, there was no damage to the body. There was no damage to the tire. Like, I took it to a body shop because I was like, Hey, I think there's got to be some sort of hidden damage because, like, I ran into a median. Nope. Nothing. No issues. Well, it was, yeah. It it bounced off. It had a lot less weight when it hit the median because the entire interior was carved out for a drug mule. That's also true, (laughs) but we don't need to talk about that. (laughs) But that was the worst storm I've ever driven through. (laughs) I guess I hadn't really thought about the fact that, like, most of you grew up in the Midwest, and so... All of your storm stories are gonna mostly Cold. be like, <laughs> yeah, blizzards is usually yep. Like uh, we had a couple of wind storms in Ohio growing up. Just a just a few like 
off kind of, oh, uh, tornado stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Tornado oh. stuff. Yeah. yeah. It was like tornado scares is like the biggest thing, but I don't know. It, it's yeah. Like the storms aren't too crazy. I mean, we have big thunderstorms. Don't get me wrong. We had one this week, but like, I don't know. Didn't the three of us, meaning the three of us being Griffin, Chris, and I all sleep through the tornado that went down one block away from us yeah. on yeah. Main Street? At the end of yeah. Christmas Street. That was crazy, because uh, it did rip out a whole side of a building, and we all slept through it, and there yeah. were no tornadoes. Like a tree got uprooted. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah like a the, whole the, side the, of the building's the, gone. The brick, uh, the brick fence or whatever in front of the place Dang. got toppled. Huh. Yeah, all of us slept through it, didn't have any idea yeah. it happened. Yeah. I... I no houses were touched. I have, like, so I, I have plenty of, like, cold blizzard stories and driving through blizzards and, like, being only being, like, being on a highway and only being able to see, like, just about to, like, the hood of your car. Dangerous driving conditions, for sure. And then, like, definitely at that point, you just pull off at whatever exit that you can see and you hope that you can just... Hope that you're driving straight, I guess, uh, or hope that the road is straight. <laughs> hope the exit isn't a, isn't a roundabout yeah, exit. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's certainly that, but I would say that the strangest storm that I've ever seen or been a part of was a. Uh, I think they're called straight line winds, where a tornado is in circles, but a like straight line winds are like dangerously fast very uh directional winds like a microburst kind of so the reason i guess what makes these extremely strange is that when it, it happened when i was in college in iowa and it is quite literally one stalk of corn is completely upright and straight and the next row over, it is 100% blown over, chopped at the stock at, at ground level for mm. could be miles. Like it is that drastic of a change that happens that quickly. And our agronomy building was severely damaged during that like the whole siding completely torn off and then the building beside it though like across the street nothing nothing at all it's like a, a wind power washer <laughs> it's like yeah. cutting lines I, I, I think they're called like just straight line winds I, but yeah yeah, I, they are called straight line winds. They're not necessarily in a straight line, though. Okay, okay. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're in a straight line, but that's what they're called because what can happen is it's it's basically just concentrated power of of wind yeah. in like a certain spot. So I know it happens because like sometimes one layer of wind will dip below and like it'll be going really fast and like get like sent down towards the ground and then out. I know because I was in. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, mm. I didn't bring it up because believe. I was only I was only talking about I was only thinking about nautical stories. I wasn't thinking about landscapes. I, I'll save that for another <laughs> another uh, intro. I, I am a or I might have already very talked much about of it. a land based creature. So uh, yeah. yeah. So that that's the that's the storm that I've got. Uh, and as far as on on water, um, I'm scared of that shit. No way. Yeah. 
I'm the only East Coaster, so when I, I think it was Hurricane Irene that came up the East Coast and gathered strength past like North and South Carolina, and it came far enough up that it hit like where I lived as a kid in in Pennsylvania as well as New Jersey and part of New York, and like it's strange because you know the the northern east coast is not prepared for hurricanes at all like like the south is the south gets hurricanes all the time obviously and they're like devastating down there but to an area that like doesn't expect them like a cat 3 cat 4 was like you know a lot of you guys have been to my house like my parents house and the trees are like 30 40 feet tall yeah. and we got hit with that and like shit was bending. Oh. Like these trees were, were these 40 foot tall trees were like bending. And my dad basically gathered up the house. We all stayed at the like one hotel in my small town and the power was out everywhere. And he took our dog to his office. <laughs> like the dog was at the office because he didn't want her, you know, at the house during that and the hotel yeah. was no pets. And I just like distinctly remember walking around this pitch black hotel like they handed out glow sticks to everyone. <laughs> like not flashlights, <laughs> just glow sticks. So we all had glow sticks like walking around this hotel and it was one of those weird experiences where like everyone at the hotel at the time sans like you know, three or four rooms was local, like people leaving their house because it's a pretty heavily wooded area and the hotel's not wooded at all. So it was way safer. And we couldn't get back to our house. There were like five trees down in just like the three house, like my house and my two neighbors. So there was like a 40 footer down across the road to get to the house. Uh, my neighbor's roof got completely taken out by a tree. Uh, our house was thankfully unscathed but like when you have trees that size and there's a hurricane like you're just looking around the yard and it's like there are like five foot long spear sized branches like your wrist your wrist Ugh. thick just like impaled into the ground oh <laughs> it's like sure, yeah. had you been outside at, at the wrong time there you know get yourself it, final destination yeah final destination <laughs> in in that uh spot so that was that was kind of a terrifying storm, but I, I had this, like, my school district was weird because it was split by a big river. And so we used to have storm days all the time. Like, we would have snow days and we would have rain days because the river would flood and you couldn't get to half the district. And if the buses couldn't get to you, they closed down school. Huh. So I remember we were off school for, like, a full week after that. Dang. The river was so flooded. But yeah, storms are fun. Yeah. We're going to see what you guys do on an open ocean storm. Well, you wouldn't call this a storm, right? You call it like a squall, right? I would call this a storm. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'd call this a storm, yeah. Not a hurricane, but a storm. You're not in the eye of Abendega right now. Yet. Yet. (laughs) (laughs) So Uh, how about you blow a squall on in to some of these empty hero point slots? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This one's going to go to Calypso for the... Backstory and befriending uh, one of her old crewmates last episode. So this one's from Jason Lillis. It do be dangerous to embark on your lonesome. Take this by thunder and earn Bismara's grace. Oh, thank you. So I don't think he intends for you to spend it. Yeah, well, I do intend to keep it as my third. Mm. And just sit on my three until the group refresh 
And then I will turn in my three and get my additional hero point. Yeah, keep in mind, listener patrons, you can designate whether or not they can. we can spend your hero points or not. Yeah, you, know? you don't we get can to tell me what to reserve do. Reserve them. No, you don't get to tell me what to do. <laughs> $10 and up, you can reserve the hero points. This one's Unlocks only for saves. the new portion of the poll. You have several slots of hero <laughs> points. So when last we left our heroes, they carouse for the evening, befriending members of the crew, and uh, notably getting a parrot and talking to one of Calypso's old crew members, uh, Badger Medlar. You guys could kind of smell this storm on the air, see the you know wind picking up earlier in the day. And a couple hours before you would normally be awoken by the bell, the bell does begin to ring, and um, Mr. Plug commands everybody, not just the riggers, to get up in the rigging. It's all hands on deck to combat this storm. And so, you're all riggers today. You're all rolling on the rigger table. And because of the nature of this storm, all checks that you make for rigging tasks are at a minus two penalty. Minus two penalty. I'm going to shirk my responsibilities today. (laughs) (laughs) I think... That might be a keel. That's a lashing. Oh yeah, even a keelin. So uh, you can you can kind of make that deficit back up by you know working diligently. It doesn't seem like there's going to be a lot of opportunity to do a daily task today, as you know everybody is up in the rigging. But if by chance you wanted to you know try and influence somebody during the storm. You maybe could. So we're going to go down the line here, uh, and we'll start with Atlas. Oh, boy. Go ahead and roll me on the table your job, your rigger's task. Sure thing. All right, I got a three there. Okay. So you're in the upper rigging. Working the upper rigging is Uh, 50 feet up. Oh, dear God. So you're going to have to make an athletics check to climb, followed by either a sailing lure or an acrobatics check uh, while you were performing tasks in the upper rigging. Uh, Now, these are all going to be too harder, so it's going to be DC 15 athletics and a DC 15 acrobatics or a DC 13 sailing lure. Well, I think I'll be working diligently today. Okay, so you get it back to the regular DC. As Atlas tries to sliver up the rigging, trying to uh, work his way up to the top here. I guess I have to start with this athletics check. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. How am I doing? Oh, hell yeah. Crit success with a 23, I think. Fantastic. Yeah, so you managed to slither your way up, noting how much the ship is listing from port to starboard as these waves as you're kind of like sideways to the waves until you write your like the ship writes itself to kind of go into the uh, surf oh boy and 50 feet up that's that's high when you're in a storm guys that's yeah. really way up there oof all right and then now it's time to actually do the job yes so this is gonna be an acrobatics check. Only rolling on a plus two here. 
Oh, and I get a five total. Okay. I work diligently, so this doesn't look like it's a crit failure. Yeah, so with a five total, um, you are just buffeted by the wind up here without the sail on, you know, because you're above the sail now, without the sail blocking some of that wind, you are just swaying in the breeze and you're spending most of your time just trying to hang on. Uh, it's so difficult to work up here. The rain is making it slick. Yeah. And even even though you are like somewhat aquatic and used to the wet, it's just like this wet wood and these wet ropes are almost impossible to manage. Note down that you failed this. Oh yeah, I wrote that down. Now I need a fortitude save. Yuck. The work is so difficult here that it is exhausting to perform. Is this subject to the same penalty? This is not subject to the same penalty. All right, so, so just a flat save. Just a flat fortitude save. Ah, oh, 13. 13, you are fatigued. Oh. Okay. Next, we will move to Calypso. Calypso, go ahead and give me a roll on that table. Can do. Okay, you are the lookout. <laughs> you are climbing 60 feet up. No. <laughs> yes. They're like, Who's best? Who's best to uh, take a fall? Probably the, the the bone person who doesn't have any flesh to bruise. Are you working diligently? Yes. Okay. Yep. Give me an athletics check then to climb, and then we'll see how well you can spot. No cushion for the fallen. So I don't have a negative if I work diligently, right? Right. It is just at the listed DC. That's great. So I only have a regular negative. Ah. Hmm. Roll high. Nat 20! There you go. With a natural 20, you make it up to the crow's nest. Shakily, but, you know, you do it. You're kind of shocked that you make it. It's almost like a 19. It's almost like you know the ship like the back of your bone hand. Yeah. It's almost like, uh, the memories, they're coming back. (laughs) Yeah. This crow's nest looks familiar. All right. Give me that perception check then. Okay. Nat 20, 25. Holy cow. Not only are you doing a great job looking out here, you're able to call out several rogue waves that occur during this storm or during like the daytime during this storm. So you, uh, you successfully save yourself at this point from... Uh, you know, you're able to actually brace because you've seen these things and you don't fly out of the crow's nest. Um, but you're also able to warn the crew, shout down to them before anyone, um, you know, falls overboard. Very well done. You are soaked. Like, you, yeah. you more than anyone has no cover. And what becomes concerning quickly is the lightning flashes. You are the highest object up here. Well, that's not good. With that kind of perception, you worry that the mass might be struck at some point. Okay. Let's have Grady go. Okay. Grady is working diligently with a purpose, calling out as the, 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 the sheets of rain fall on the decks. Pray to whatever gods you believe in, you scallywags. The Duke of Thunder is busy today. Got a five as well. (laughs) I guess you're joining Calypso up in the the crow's nest. 
Okay. So you two, you kind of climb up after. Go ahead and give me that athletics. 60 feet up. That is a failure with an 11. Yeah, with that failure, it takes you a long time. Calypso's already up and in the crow's nest for you know, maybe 10, 20 minutes before you make it all the way up. Uh, it's noticed that you're taking so yeah. long here. You can't blame me, Calypso. The wind just blows through you. I'm a, I'm as, I'm as full as a sheet here on the wind. I don't think I'm the one noticing. I'm noticing waves. Uh, it, yeah. You gotta worry about Mr. Plug. <laughs> he's, he's trying to, he's trying to make excuses for why he's joined mm-hmm. so sure. late. Uh, now I need a perception check. All right. 16. I'm sure I notice whatever Calypso points out to me. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so you notice something different. Calypso is kind of calling out the waves and looking further on the horizon. You notice that there is maybe with the coming of this storm, there is a large increase in sea life. You can see it off the off the sides of the ship, like you know, shapes in the water. And uh, you often see like small fish breach and uh, and fall back into the water. Um, now would be a great time to fish if you weren't all <laughs> manning uh, every rigging job possible. He's gonna call down. This probably gets lost in the winds. Mind your nets, lads. The sea's teeming in the storm here. Okay. I need my two crow's nesters to also roll fortitude saves here. Okay. 20 total. 20. Grady, you are successful and are not fatigued. 16. Calypso is also successful. No fatigue there. Next, we move on to Kaya. Kaya, go ahead and give me your rigging roll. As Kaya makes it to the main deck of the ship, she's going to throw a silver piece overboard. Besmara seems angry at us. You head up after Atlas into the upper rigging. I'm going to need you to make me an athletics. I honestly don't think I remember hearing about the upper rigging until now, and now it's like, we got two of them in there. I think somebody had upper rigging already. I don't think that I did. I think I did. Ah, okay. And before I decide if Kaya is working diligently or not, did the parrot stay below deck without any influencing? Perfect. I will work diligently then. Okay. Ooh, that is a natural 20 for a 27 on the athletics check. Yeah. Yeah, maybe used to all the wind through your feathers, you... Uh, manage to actually take advantage of your feathery form and lift yourself up that 50 feet very quickly. Now it's a sailing lure or acrobatics, dealer's choice. With the different DC, they're actually the same. You know what? Let's do sailing lure. Ooh, only a seven. You're having the same difficulties that Atlas has had. In fact, the two of you being up here at the same time, you're bumping into each other, you're you know steadying each other as the other seems like they're about to you know, fall right off. You're not getting a ton of work done, and it is noticed. Oh, no. But we have some great bonding time, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, you, you're both kind of holding on for dear life here. Uh, go ahead and make me a fortitude save. Bold of you to assume you're in the, you're in the same sail. True. Fair uh, enough. A 22. 
You have the 22. You are not fatigued. All right. Finally, it is Wit's turn. Let's see what happens when Wit doesn't have to do cushy uh, <laughs> made tasks. Is there a rigging roll that's just drink? <laughs> line work. No, but unfortunately, Wit has gotten line work. So Wit isn't climbing anything, but they are working the lines, lowering and raising sails. So I'm going to need a sailing lore or acrobatics check. Acrobatics. I assume you're working diligently? Oh, yeah. Okay, then you can use these DCs. Yeah, my, my apologies. That's what, during the storm, yeah, I wasn't going to make another choice. Wow. Very poor. Very poor. Seven. Yeah, so you're you're just slipping all over these lines. Uh, they're getting tangled up on you. You're having trouble untangling them and then getting back to work. And this is just, this is one of the most backbreaking tasks that a rear can be assigned so I need you to make me a fortitude save. This one actually comes with the task, so it's that DC 17 fortitude. Okay, okay. Ah, not good, 14. You are fatigued, and now, after a day of working in the storm, I need you to make another fortitude save. Oh, 21. Okay, uh, you are not further fatigued. So fatigued one. By the hard day's work. You all make it through your tasks, and scramble down from your various spots for a quick hard tack meal that you kind of take in shifts before Scourge lets you know Alright, back to work. We've got to work through this entire storm. There'll be no revelry tonight. And we're going to go through it again. Oh, oh no. Oh, come on, man. I was gonna go gambling. <laughs> You're gonna go log a hob or whatever. I was gonna go hog log. So I need uh, I need new rolls on the rigor task list, and we'll start with Atlas again. All right. So this is a a potential different task then, right? Yes. All right. So maybe they see me screwing up in the in the morning. I rolled, and it looks like I got a oh son of a. Bitch, I got a two. <laughs> Line work. Taking taking over for a wit's failure. <laughs> yeah, like so many of you, only the crow's nest people succeeded, so <laughs> everyone else is getting, uh, well, I guess Grady didn't succeed at climbing <laughs> up very well. Hey, I, I saw the things. Um, All right. Um, still working diligently, of course. Yes. But I am fatigued now, so that looks it's like that's going to be... Uh, oh, I don't think it's actually going to affect these... Well, this the fortitude savable effect, but... Um, at least this initial acrobatics, it should not... God, I'm not good at acrobatics. There we go, though. 21 total. 21 total is a success. So Atlas swapping for Wit is able to successfully complete the line work, untangle the lines, uh, haul rope... And, you know, you get noticed as, you know, somebody that's working hard and successfully. But, I, you know, this, again, is backbreaking work. Listen, I've spent my entire life trying to keep this tail untangled. Yeah. I'm good for untangling ropes. <laughs> uh, fortitude save, here we come. Okay, let's keep it rolling. That's a 19. Okay, with a 19, you are not further fatigued. But 
Do I have another fort save coming my way? You might. The first fort save kind of represents you having to do two work tasks back to back. Okay. Right? So we'll see what happens after this work task, whether or not you'll need to do another fortitude save. And whether it'll be a fortitude save. Hmm. Well. So for now, no fortitude save. Listen, I'm good in the second half. What can I say? (laughs) Um, All right. Yes. Calypso's turn. I got a four, which it looks like I'm doing rope work. Yes. As opposed to line work. Uh, rope work is just coiling and stowing ropes, so it's a lot easier than hauling line. Yep. Um, so I just need a sailing lore or acrobatics yep. check from you. Well, so, let me take a little look-see here. Uh, my acrobatics is plus four, my sailing lore is plus four, but it looks like the lore is easier, so we're going for the lore. For listeners, ropes are pre-lines or post-lines. <laughs> <laughs> all lines are ropes, but not all, not all ropes are lines. Ah, that's an 18, so that's a success. Okay, so you successfully uh, work through coiling ropes and storing them and uh, repairing them. After after this uh, storm, Calypso's like, maybe I should have been a rigger. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get Grady's task next. All in a day's work. Oh, I rolled a six. I've got mainsail duties. Oof. So you're raising and lowering the mainsail. You don't have to go up anywhere, but this is difficult work. My guess is lowering the mainsail. (laughs) I don't think we'd be raising it at a time like this. Okay, so sailing lower or athletics check. Sailing lower is a three for me. Athletics is a four, so I think I'm going to roll sailing lower. 20 total. All right. You successfully completed the task. However, this task is backbreaking, so it does require a fortitude save. Ah, I'm too old for this, and I fail. Okay, so uh, you are fatigued. Grueling. So yeah, you see, you see Grady like lowering the mainsail, and you hear a uncharacteristic like creak or crack coming from his back. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> Not doing so well, hunched over, breathing heavy. I only got a couple more storms left in me before I, before I fade from this mortal coil. Let's have Kaya roll on the table next. Kaya's gonna throw another piece of silver overboard. Mighty Besmara, give me strength. <laughs> <laughs> you get put back in the upper rigging. What? Maybe maybe Scourge saw you struggle and sent you back up there. As as Kaya goes up there. Atlas gives her a look. I am sorry, my friend. <laughs> I was not cut out for it, but maybe you. I will give it my best shot. Go ahead and give me an athletics check to get up there. All right, that's a 17. Okay, you make it up. Now I'm going to need a sailing lure or an acrobatics check. I'm going to go with sailing lure again. Oh, closer this time, a nine. Okay, keep track of uh, your failures All here. right, I've got two. So yeah, Kaya... Once again, kind of intimidated by the height of the whole thing and the swaying of the ship. Doesn't do so well in the upper rigging. Finally, let's have Wit give us a roll. All right. And you know what? I'm feeling dangerous. Wit is feeling dangerous. So Wit is not going to work diligently, but uh, kind of influence someone that we haven't met yet. Uh, I mean... 
It's a crowded place. Everyone's in the rigging, so uh, you can certainly influence somebody. Let's see what you get on the table. Oh, you're in mainsail duties, too. So I'm going to need either a sailing lure or an athletics. That will definitely be athletics. You can roll on that DC. You're going to be rolling at a minus two circumstance penalty because you're not working diligently. Oh, boy. That comes out to a 10. Okay, mark that failure down. Uh, you are not doing so well helping the other your other crewmates lower the sail. Boy, I am sorry, Grady. All these ropes are just too high. I, I, I physically just can't reach. Never you mind that, lad. As long as we all stay above water, we're good. And I'm going to need that fortitude save. So at a negative one, because wit is already fatigued, comes out to an 18. All right. You're successful there. I did not do a fortitude um, save. Should I have... Not every task requires a fortitude ah, okay. save. This time, I'm not making you all roll the fortitude save after the task ah, is okay. done. Wit, this is tough work. And so to influence somebody, I'm actually going to have you roll perception. Okay. Mm. Uh, 11. Yeah, with an 11, you see a lightning flash and grow worried for the person in the crow's nest. Uh, you call out to them, and you see that up in the crow's nest is the kind of like yellowy uh, half-orc that you had fought, or that had, that had kind of, you know, you guys beat up the other day. You yell out, worried that a lightning strike is going to strike the crow's nest, which startles jaundiced jape up there and he jumps out of the crow's nest and onto like the the kind of upper upper rigging area and no lightning strike happens and he looks down at you and scowls uh, but that's about all that happens so you don't successfully <laughs> influence him Damn. the lightning conspired against him is what he's Thinking, I guess. Yeah, it's like uh, we called out a false alarm that made yeah. him jump mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. Lightning took one look at this guy. <laughs> liver not worth striking. <laughs> <laughs> Can't shock that liver back to life. Now, I want you to imagine this. You are working through the night, and it is pitch black on the ocean. The only light you see is the flashes of lightning that illuminate the horizon beyond. And we've just been like soaked to the bone doing manual labor yep. for what, like 16 hours at this point? Yep. It's like all yes. day and, th and through part of the night. Yep. Like that's back breaking work. A lot of us way up high mm -hmm. in the sky. Yep. Like let's not discount that. That's just even like holding on. Yeah. You're not even on solid footing. The mass is rocking back like the most swing it'll ever yep. have on the ship up top. This Hungry. Disorienting. Yeah. Dehydrated. Difficult. Yep, yep. Real, real awful conditions. Pitch Black Sea is super scary too. Yeah, that mm -hmm. imagery is, is frightening. I need everyone to make me a perception check. Okay. 
those of you up high get a uh, plus one circumstance bonus to this. 17, and I am not up high. 11. 12, and I'm not up high. 16, not up high. 13 with the bonus for being high. 13 and high. <laughs> Eighth grade all over again. <laughs> well, dude. Calypso and Wit are the only two to notice the rogue wave that approaches the ship, sending the four up and up and up. As the ship crests, you hear a crack of lightning as lightning strikes the mast, and you hear a scream. Oh no and a figure fall into the sea what from type up of in the rigging. A high-pitched scream? A, 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 a low guttural scream? A high-pitched scream. A jaundice scream? Not a jaundice scream. Scourge, we got man overboard. And the bell rings out, and the call for man overboard echoes across the ship, and I need you all to roll for initiative as Badger Medlar falls overboard. You bastard. I didn't mean, I didn't mean to manifest that. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to. Do we take these rolls as initiative? Uh, yeah, let's just do that. As it turns out, I'm very mad at you both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm blaming Chris in part for this. Hey, if we save her, this is probably like instant friendly, though. She already was basically, right? Yeah. Well, now well. she could be hopeful if we save her. But we have to save her. There's no failing. <gasps> well, it's the ocean, right? What does that mean? In, in, in these cases, in the pitch black of night, the ocean wins a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Like a surprising <laughs> I amount. think we have to win. We're fighting against Besmar's fury. Okay. First to act in this situation is Calypso. Calypso, you with the highest perception were able to make out the scream of Badger as she fell, uh, avoiding the lightning perhaps, but falling into the black sea below. Okay. What can I do in a situation like this? Uh, well, you were just coiling ropes. You could, so I could perhaps rope. Uh, try and throw a rope or give a rope to someone else to throw, whatever you really want to do here. Uh, throwing a rope to her is going to be a ranged attack roll with a 10-foot increment. So right now, if you were like right up against the railing, you could toss it to her in your first range increment. Okay. So if I move five feet up and then try to throw a rope at her, and, and I, it, that's just an unarmed? No. no, it is a ranged attack. So think of it as a simple ranged weapon. If you do have a fist strike on your sheet, a fist is finesse. I assume your dex is higher than your strength, so it could just be a yeah, fist strike could be that with whatever penalty. Oh, I see. It gives me an option of picking strength or dex. Got uh, a 16 on the die for a 21. A 21 gets the rope to her. Let's see if she can grab on. She does not grab on. Oh. But the rope's floating right next to her. Okay. 
Who else is on the deck? Wit is on the deck. Atlas is on the deck. Grady is on the deck. Kai is the only one not on the deck. Yeah, Wit looks pretty aquatic, huh? Fairly. Yeah. Calypso would like to uh, yell to, to Wit. I think that she needs someone to help her. Can you jump in? And then, uh, I guess, would I pull the rope in and try and throw it again? Pulling the rope in takes another action. So you moved, you threw the rope. Pulling the rope back in will take an action. Yeah, I guess. And then I can have the rope just ready in case Wit, Wit like, wants to grab it and jump in, or I can throw it again. Yeah. Okay. Wit is up next. Wit, you just heard that. Ooh. What are you doing? That's a lot of pressure, seeing as how Wit does not have a swim speed as of right now. <laughs> Maybe oh, don't no. do that. Before I just just jump right in, uh, grab that boarding pike pole that, that we found the other day. Grab that, reach it down in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this rope. I'm gonna jump in after. We gotta save Badger. Okay. We gotta I'll save keep Badger. The rope. <laughs> so you pick up the rope with one action. Are you tying yourself off, or are you just holding the rope? I didn't know that that was an option to be able to, but that is definitely the safest option. <laughs> and with with Wit as a as a character would know that they don't have a swim speed, so. Wit's jumping in with it tied. Would it make sense to ask, like, Grady or Atlas to tie you off so that you can run and jump off? Do you know what I mean? Tie the other end. Because I think Mm -hmm. you're going to use all your actions. So I think you should, I I personally think you you should delay. delay And uh, have somebody tie you off? I got good crafting. I can tie you off so good. (laughs) I don't like how you. Uh, that <laughs> well, you know. I'll play my character. Hold on, I'll play my character. At, at least, yeah, tie, tie me off, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tie one end to myself. I'm gonna jump in, Grady. You get that that boarding pike. Reach us down. Help help us out, Gwen. Gwen, you can. I got something you might want to take with you too, lad. I have air bladders on me. I was gonna do the same thing. I've got air bladders yeah. too. You've also got the light cantrip. That's true. Oh, I forgot this is at night. Well, <laughs> can you see? Yeah, I can do you see? have. If you have dark vision, you're fine. Yeah, I can't. Grady can't see. Low anything. light. I'm, I mean, if you have low light, it's tough. It's like pitch badgers, black in the water. Badgers, badgers are girl. Doesn't matter. Well, I can, oh, I only have low light. So I can light you up, and then, uh, actually, I might be able to light her up, because this guy got light 120 feet like, range. I yeah, feel like the best have, thing to do, to touch anybody. the best thing Both? to do is light, like, if, if we have flotation devices, a rope or something, light that up and throw it to her so she can see where it is yeah. and swim to it. All right. This was, I think this has been a lot of discussion. All of my, uh... <laughs> All of my uh, our our talking actions have been used up for sure, but overall, Wit is going to delay until the 
the rope is tied off and gets air bladders and a light. And, and the rope is lit. Okay. So we'll have wit delay potentially till after Atlas. We'll see. Which means Kaya is up. Now, one thing I want to note to you, Emily, a rules thing, is that if you do jump into water, you treat your fall as 20 feet shorter. Oh, so then it would only be like I'm 30 feet up in the air. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But in, in Tui, you take half of the feet of fall damage for anything yes. over 10 feet. So it would be 15 points of damage potentially. Yes. She would be almost so. unconscious. But you could, you know, theoretically you could climb down a bit and then jump. You know, you, you have options here. Or, or don't jump at all. It's just going to take you a little bit of time to climb down yeah. 50 feet. And Kaya does have a harpoon <laughs> strapped to her, and I'm not gonna throw the harpoon end, but would it be possible to climb down, wedge the harpoon into whatever wooden surface she's near, like one of the masts, and then tie herself to the other end of the harpoon with the rope so that I'm guessing that would be three actions. Then next turn, she could jump. That would certainly be possible. What I, what I will offer to you, so you could certainly do that, or if you have the harpoon in hand and you tie yourself off, I'll allow you to attempt to essentially arrest your fall by wedging the harpoon in the mast. So it would act like a grab a ledge, which essentially reduces the fall damage. Let me let me read up on grab a ledge here real quick, or grab an edge rather. So with grab an edge, when you fall off or past an edge or other handhold, you can try to grab it, potentially stopping your fall. You must succeed at a reflex save, usually at the climb DC. If you grab the edge or handhold, you can then climb up using athletics. So on a critical success, you can do it whether or not you have hands free. Um, you take damage from the distance fallen so far, but you treat the fall as though it were 30 feet shorter. On a success, you treat it as though it was 20 feet shorter. Wow. And on a crit failure, you kind of like hurt yourself on the fall. So, like, you hurt yourself more than the fall. But essentially what this would allow you to do is jump down, and when you're, like, 20 feet or so, slam that uh, harpoon into the mast, slowing your fall, and then continue the fall into the water. If you critically succeed, you essentially would take no damage because you'd fall 30 feet, that would be negated, and then you'd fall another 20 into water. But if you, you, know, if you succeed, you'll take a little bit of damage, and then if you fail outright, you know, you're gonna take the 15 points of damage that we talked about, but you'll still be connected to the mast. So if you wanted to take that risk, that is an option which will allow you to have another action while you're in the water. 
But if you critically oh. fail, though, if you critically fail, you're not even going to land in the water. You're going to land on the deck, <laughs> and it's going to hurt. Oh, okay. That's. It's going to really hurt. Uh, that's yeah, better so, than so landing so, in the water and being unconscious. Essentially, what happens if you critically fail is you wedge that thing into the mast and like oh. smack your chin on it, taking extra damage and continuing to fall. Ooh, that does not sound fun, but losing someone overboard in the middle of a storm is super dangerous. And if we don't catch her quickly, we're gonna be too far and we'll never see her again. So yeah. from her vantage point, Kaya's looking down and she's gonna take that risk so she's quickly, she ties herself to the end of her harpoon. Okay, that's one and action. And then she leaps. And you can fall <laughs> as a free action, but it's going to be an action. It's, it's like, normally it would be a reaction to grab the ledge. I'm going to say since you're, like, doing it as an action to wedge this into the mast, it's going to cost an action instead of a reaction here. But then you'll have an action right. when you hit the and water. Kaya does have uncanny, agi- uncanny agility and steady balance. So this allows her to use an acrobatics check instead of a reflex save to grab an edge. They're the same, so it doesn't really matter. But as she progresses, that might be better. Okay, let's see how you do. All right, I'm just going to roll that reflex save. All right, that's a 22. 22 is a success, so you negate 40 of the 50 feet of falling damage, taking five damage attached to the ship and landing in the water off, like just off of the deck of the ship. Your party members hear a splash and see a rope kind of connecting, you know, 10 feet up on the on the mast to a harpoon <laughs> shoved into the wood there. And I'm going to give yes. you a hero point for doing that. Because that you. is heroic. Yeah. Oh, is that what hero points do? <laughs> yeah, sometimes you give them out for being heroic. All right. Yeah. And Kate, Kaya is a wave diver Tengu, so she has a swim speed. She has a swim speed. However, the water is so choppy, I need you to make me an athletics check. However, you have a plus four circumstance bonus because you have All a swim right. speed. Big and number. would this have the water trait or would that? All right. So her Absolutely. waxed feathers yes. are streaming the water off of her and she would get a, a plus one circumstance bonus. But if she gets a... Is the I think the other one's a okay. circumstance bonus as well, so they won't stack, but yes, but plus it four is. Still pretty good. Plus four is massive. You never see plus four at this Well, she is going to try to swim over to our friend. All right, and then, ooh, at a plus 11 for athletics. Ooh. That is a 22 with the bonus. Now, she what's only your has low like? light. Okay. Oh, boy. So, you can move, you can swim, your full swim speed, you succeeded here. Normally it would be a perception check to seek, though. Ah, uh, so I don't know where she's at. 
you're not sure where she's at. She'll be like hidden to you. We need light. I know what I'm doing this turn. <laughs> I'm gonna say you have, because everyone kind of has imprecise hearing, you know. So I'm gonna say you could definitely like hear her garbled calling for help and splashing, like away from the ship. So you know to go Can that direction. Kaya, move maybe. 15 feet in a random direction out away from the ship then? Okay, because her swim speed is 15 yes. feet. She knows she's not right next to the ship, so... Does she have... She still has the rope? She's got the rope attached awesome. to her, so that was, that was, was her say. first action was tying yeah. the rope off to herself. Make sure. That's why she's implanted in the mass. <laughs> I was getting worried about her swimming just like 15 feet somewhere. So I guess there's five directions that Kaya could go in? I would say you're gonna go any of these, okay. any of the three by you, so you're gonna go, sorry, you're gonna go here, here, or here. You hear that she's away from the ship, so you know you won't go okay. like along the ship. So just give me a high, medium, low. High will be to the left, medium will be straight up, and All low right. will be to the right. Low. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say you move 15 feet out here, and you can now feel, like, the splashing from someone else, like, very close to you. You, you know, even with low light, you can sense Badger is right, right by you. going to call out. I think that's the best yeah, outcome. That that really is. Kai was swimming fairly well, considering the conditions, and as she keeps her head above the waves, she calls out, I'm here to help. Grab on if you can. It is Atlas's turn now. All right, so I need to light up this joint. (laughs) I only have low light vision myself. So I'll certainly allow you to uh, seek. You know what direction they're in. Sure, yeah. So I'm sorry, guys. Okay, go ahead. I completely misread my, my sheet. I actually have dark vision. Just oh. so you guys know. I'm sorry. Oh. But yeah, that That's I don't good. think that cha- would have changed anything, but I did. I was gonna say if you draw an air bladder and cast light on it, you could then see them, or someone could take the air bladder from you and, mm-hmm. and try to throw it to them. I don't know if that I don't you might have other things in mind though that could be good. No, I think that makes sense. Wick could potentially throw it now that Kai is in the water. This is true, but we're also talking about throwing a balloon in a 20 feet in a storm. True. Good, good point, good point. Uh, <laughs> as much as I want that to work. Can you target the rope that's attached to Kaya? Because it's still attached to the ship. For light. I would kick that to, to Griff. All right. If you think I can let's, see uh, that, let's, sure. Let's read light. Yeah, I've got that up. So, I've got 120 feet in orb. It sheds bright light in a 20-foot radius, dim for the next 20. I can choose the color. Oh, but you wouldn't light up the whole... Okay, so (laughs) one object of one bulk or less, either unattended or possessed by you or a willing ally. I would say, Atlas, you can certainly run up to like the edge of the ship 
and mm-hmm. cast light on that portion of the rope. Yeah. Because you see it coming down, and that will shed light, you know, 20 feet into the water, which luckily they currently are. Okay. So that's what he does. Maybe Wit was looking back at him to get tied off, but if he sees Kaya just, like, <laughs> fall from the heavens and plop into the water... I'm not sure she can see out there. We must make sure that we don't lose two in this endeavor. And he's going to slither past Wit, then past Calypso, all the way to the edge of the vessel, looks down, sees this javelin or harpoon wedged in the side of this thing, ropes trailing off, and he's going to light up the rope. Um, Color? Probably regular. Regular light. Yeah. So you guys are going to have... No, it's an emergency. It's got to be red. <laughs> yeah, okay. Thank you for Preserve that. Preserve our darkness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I don't, I don't want to screw over wit here. We need to get some eye patches. <laughs> oh, what, what, what color is, is starboard versus uh, port? Which one? One's green and one's red. I can't remember which one. For like airplane lights or maybe <laughs> ship lights too. I don't know. Yeah. One's red, one's green. I just know that Starbird's on the right. Mm. Doesn't want me to. Doesn't want to let me add a light when we're in combat, unfortunately. Mm. But um, I'll just say it lit. There's like the radius of your bright light. Sweet. Exciting. I changed my mind. <laughs> I want it to be like the very bright fluorescent white flare ah. gun flare light. Okay. That's, that's Blind us blinding all? in the yeah, dark. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, now I have. Wit having delayed after Atlas, do you want to go or do you want to continue to delay? Would it be a, f- a further action to to grab that air bladder? Or I guess, would Grady have that air bladder available to grab and assist with? Not at this time, though. I haven't drawn it yet. Um, what you would know is that in order to help them on, you could impart a bonus to the athletics rolls that are going to have to be rolled here by pulling on the rope. So if you wanted to run up and start, you know, trying to reel them in, you could do that. What I would say is you might want to, like, run up and ready in action to start pulling because Kaya hasn't made any indication that, like, you... You see them both floating there. They're not, yeah, like, interlocked. Yeah, don't pull me back quite yet. <laughs> Can Wit use an action to seek if Badger can also swim? Is she drowning? I, I don't need you to seek okay. to see that her head is above water because you, you have vision, you have dark vision, and the light is now there. You can just see that she's above water. I mean, they're both struggling in, the, in this. Got it. God. Okay, um, then with that, Wit is going to get ready by the by the railing and hold on to that rope. Whenever you're ready, Kaya, give the word and I will I'll pull you both right back in. Besmara ain't ain't taking y'all today. Okay, Grady, it's your turn. Okay. I don't know how useful actually throwing even like an uninflated air bladder out to them is going to be because they're going to have to spend time to inflate it. 
versus like spending time to hold on to each other and get pulled in. So Grady will also move up to the rope and kind of as a as a, a fail safe, also ready to pull it in just in case. So we got two people on the rope, <laughs> basically. Okay. It is Badger's turn. She does grab onto you, Kaya, but the surf is strong. The two of you are swept 20 feet. Uh oh. Oh no. Oh no. No. That's really bad. Into the water. So you're now 30 feet away from the Wormwood. And at this point, Kaya, you feel something big <gasps> no. brush against oh, no. your wildlife. Oh. Briefly, but, and it, and it seems to like swim right past you. And then you can just make it out as it passes and surfaces. I don't like the fear of this unknown. As a fin crests the surface of the water, the fin itself may be a foot tall and swims away from you. Now is really not a good time for a swim. (laughs) Is the art indicative of the actual creature? Did you you just need something with a big old fin? Because that oh, there no, is a hammerhead shark. That's indicative of the, of the actual creature, folks. Oh, that oh is boy. a big hammerhead. Yeah. 10 or 11 oh. feet long. When you're a hammerhead, anything in the water looks like a nail head. You know, that's the saying. <laughs> say. I, I think, I, I think the, the more important part is that as they've been swept away, they're out of the... We're no longer Are they in out light? of the light? Fortunately, they're in dim light, so anyone with low light can still see them. The dim light extends 40 feet, so I think that's everybody. Does Grady have dim? He does not even have low light vision. Okay. Oh, boy. So so Grady loses sight of them, but the rest of you can still make them out. How was Grady doing his job before? Uh, There's lights on the ship. And I think at this point, Kaya, you might squawk that uh, yes. she's grabbed yeah, hold. so I guess as a free action, Kaya's gonna call out, we're ready to be pulled in now, and we're not alone. Okay. I'll use, use your reactions then. So your reactions are now, you are pulling. What your pulling is going to do is it's going to add both, so anyone that is pulling, up to three of you, uh, will add your strength modifiers to Kaya's athletics to get out of here. So you have to be actively pulling to impart this bonus, but it'll add your modifier to her roll. It doesn't move them closer at all. It just gives them a. It doesn't move to... them closer. That's going to be on Kaya to do. Ooh, okay. Good thing she's a strong bird. Oh yeah, wit wit is uh, just using those those girthy quads up against the, the railing and, and push it up against them using that leverage. Okay. Kai, it's your turn. Ooh, all right. 
Kaya looks around and sees that there's nothing immediately right around her. But that shark does not look like it went too far. So she is going to start moving back towards the ship, just following the rope back. Okay, so I'm going to need an athletics check. Now remember, you're at a plus four because you're a swimmer. You're get what? What is the bonus she's getting from each of you? Plus three. Plus three. Plus one. Plus one. So you're at a cumulative plus eight. However, you're hauling mm-hmm. badger as well. So that's gonna likely limit the speed at which yeah, you Yeah, I have a 15 foot swim speed. And yeah, trying to hold on to badger and pull her along. We're gonna say that because she's in water, she's not like okay. super heavy, but again, you are, you are trying to stay above water, so I think you're encumbered Ooh, here. all right. Mechanically, how do I factor that in? Oh, wow, that's bad. Yes, so while you're encumbered, you're clumsy one and take a 10-foot penalty to oh, your speed. so I can move five feet? Now let's get some athletics Ooh, checks. All right, here we go. So I'm going to need one for each time you move, so you're going to be making three. All right, here we go. Here's the first one. That's a 26. 26, you're able to drag yourselves up five feet. All right, gonna try that again. That's a 24. Another five feet gain. All right, and then one last swim. She's a good swimmer, but this has gotta be mighty tiring. Ooh, a 32. That's a critical success, so I'm gonna say you're able to move up 10. Back in the light. Very generous. The important thing is that you now have allies holding the rope. And so for this round, you don't think you're going much further away from the ship. As long as you have people holding on. Atlas. Wait, where was I? Yeah, you're not even in a ship. Yeah. Oh, no, no, Calypso's up top. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) What what does Calypso do? (laughs) I was like... I'm glad Kaya's going. I was like, maybe this is just because they were holding the rope most recently. And then I was like, oh, I guess it's weird. Uh, I mean, all I, I mean, I was going to help with the rope, but I actually don't have strength. So once I heard that, that doesn't help much. I didn't know if there's anything else. Like, I have a zero strength modifier. Yeah, so, so you're not going to help there. I do nothing. You inspire for when the shark eventually swings around. Yeah. I think that'll be good. I'm gonna, <laughs> timely, I'm gonna just uh, start inspiring. Um, might as well do a lingering composition attempt as well. I got so so involved in seeing <laughs> if Kaya was gonna come in that I also forgot about myself. That's only a 12 on performance. Unfortunately, a 12 doesn't linger. That's fine, so I will just inspire. You guys can drag the spell effect of Inspire Courage on um, since I don't think putting the emanation will do anything for you guys so you can put that on yourself and then <laughs> is Kaya now she's within 30 feet of me Yep. so I'm going to also cast oh, Guidance thank you anything else you want to do you got one more action I, I, yeah, I guess I do, uh, but I, I, poof. I'll give guidance to Badger. 
Don't know if that would do anything, but I'll do that. Okay. Atlas. I did the math, and the shark is five feet out of the dim light radius, because I was going to start taking (laughs) hot shots at that thing. Scare it (laughs) off. But unfortunately, the shark has crested behind a wave, and Atlas can't see him at all. So I think the only thing really to do at this point is try to also aid with my strength, because I do have a plus one strength modifier. So remind me, what do I have to do to prepare for that, Griff? Is that just... You just got to grab onto the rope and start pulling. All right, then. Um, you You could certainly, like, if you had a spell you wanted to cast, you could cast something and then grab on. You're right by the railing, so you're right next to the rope. Yeah. As long as you guys spend one action pulling the rope from now on, you're imparting that bonus and keeping her from floating away. All right, well... I don't really have a spell that I want to cast until I can see that shark, but I'll grab that rope and help how I can. So that's a extra one little point there. Okay. With. Right. Oof. With Atlas having grabbed on, man, Grady, if, if there's a one of those bombs that that we found one of the other the other day. Maybe one of those just out there in the water might scare it off, but if it comes around, I think I gotta be prepared to to take this thing on, or at least at least throw my trident here at it. And Wit is going to drop the rope and hunt prey on this shark and prepare. Does hunt prey have a it, range associated? You can see the shark. I do not see anywhere in Hunt Prey as long as you can see or hear or track during the exploration. Okay, then you're good. You can Hunt Prey on the shark. Perfect. And so then Wit will ready an action to throw a trident at this this shark if it comes within range. Grady. Okay, Grady will spend that action on the rope. Like they're looking for like a horn cleat or something to like tie a piece of the rope off, uh, a section of the rope off on to secure them a bit. And hearing other people talk about something else in the water, I don't know if he's seen the fin or not, but uh, I think he might spend two actions to ready an action to, if he sees it come into view in the light, throw... Uh, like a ship nail or something at it. Okay. Everyone's not dropping the rope though, right? Right. I mean, they're, they're okay. like... Well, Wit had, had to, but mm-hmm. Grady's like holding on with one hand and has a ship nail in the other kind of yeah. ready. So I was like looking for like yeah. a length of rope to like tie it off yeah. on a cleat or something too, to, to like anchor that pull. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to be able to give, still keep giving the bonuses... Kaya, and that's yeah. what I was like worried it's very about helpful. everything. Yeah, yeah. I, Chris, I thought you picked up a a, a holy water. I got a holy water. Yeah, I mean, holy, that's you have holy water and tanglefoot bags, which don't do too much against a shark, but mm, yeah, holy water in the sea might. Hey, the entire what do they sea. say? Uh, you know, just a drop of holy water <laughs> at another water source. <laughs> the entire sea becomes holy. 
Calypso can't get in the water anymore. I don't want to see any devil or demon fish <laughs> ever in this adventure after I toss this holy water into the into the deep. We'll save ourselves trouble. <laughs> yeah. It is Badger's turn. Uh, she's going to try and help, uh, try and aid Kaya here with the... Um, with the athletics. And are you gonna use your guidance? I didn't have to. Oh. <laughs> uh, she does aid with a 23, but she doesn't have a swim speed, so she's <laughs> she's not really much helping getting you guys oh. any closer. <laughs> um, next in the order is the shark, and the shark is going to move up behind Kaya and Badger, which will trigger the readied actions of both Grady and Wit as, I mean, this is terrifying, but you see like the hammerhead rise above the water and the mouth open like right behind you, Kaya. Oh no. Oh, and I imagine its eyes are reflective from the light that's casting. And so there's just glowing eyes coming towards us. Oh. At least it's a target to hit. Here I here I go with a uh, big old nail I'm throwing out at it. Uh, looks like I'm taking a range penalty because I'm uh, like above the water and 20 feet out. Oh, natural one. That's a miss. Remember to apply your uh, precision damage if you hit with because this is your hunted prey. Oh yeah. Oh baby. It would end up being a 20 total. 20 total hits. Go ahead and roll some damage. Yes. Nice. That is 15. Ooh. Dang. Lots of damage on the shark. It is going to bite Kaya. Oh, of course. 22 looks like it will hit. That it will. It's used to picking off birds on the surface of the water. Oh, yeah. I'm an easy <laughs> target dealing nine points of damage. Ouch. So it chomps into your shoulder, Kaya, but then you see this trident just sail over both your and Badger's heads and sink into its right eye, and it makes that like almost inaudible like shriek over the sound of the storm, and with its final action, swims off. Say goodbye to that trident. I tried it. <laughs> Kyle will buy you a new Struck one. Struck tried and true. <laughs> I love it. Calypso is up next. And there's, there's, there's no shark that I can see, right? Is that not? Uh, you can see the shark. You you saw it swim up, bite Kaya, and get hit, and then it swam away. But you can still see it in the dim light. Okay. I have nothing that's going to reach it, and so I'm just, I can just continue inspiring. You could guidance any of the, any of the others, too, if you wanted to. Sure, I'll guidance, I'll guidance wit, I'll inspire courage, and then I'll guidance, uh, Atlas. Sweet. I'm sorry, not Grady, because I figure Atlas has spells. Makes sense. Oh, yeah. All right, Kaya, you're now rolling at a plus six. All right. I think you have the plus four and then plus one from Grady and plus one from Atlas. Kaya is in the water and she has lost a lot of her feathers and there is 
blood spreading out around her. She's a little worried the shark is going to come back for another bite. Can I lay on hands to heal myself while in the water? I think I would have a free hand since... Yeah, you okay. can. You're, you're tied to the rope, so your only hand, one hand may be holding on to Badger. Perfect. So Kaya says a quick prayer to Besmara and heals six points. She, f- she feels a little bit better now and then will continue swimming forward. Okay. I'm going to need two athletics checks. All right. Plus six. Well, an additional plus six. That's a 22. 22 does move you. All right. And then this next one, I'm going to use my guidance. Oh, and I needed it maybe because that's only a 16. Unfortunately, even with the guidance, you aren't able to swim forward, but you don't lose any progress. It's now Atlas's turn. Great. The shark has retreated a little bit, but I don't know if it's gone for good. It is still within the dim light range of my light cantrip from a couple rounds ago. I'd love to dip into Psyche territory and bump my damage up a little bit, but I didn't cast a spell last round. So Atlas is going to spy the shark still kind of circling in the back as he reaches his hands up and you see the the trademark cracking of reality like glass around him, and he slings a shard towards this here shark with a telekinetic projectile cantrip here. Gotta go ahead and do an attack roll. Inspire courage on. 23. 23 will hit. Alright. Decent damage there. That's nine damage and you see the shark kind of sink beneath the waves in a pool of blood. Belly up! (gasps) That's good meat. Are we going to have some shark fin soup? (laughs) I'm not swimming out for the shark. No. (laughs) We got a harpoon? But if there's other sharks, there's other sharks, that's a great distraction. After you come in, we'll we'll use that harpoon. (laughs) We won't won't, uh, take it off the mask just yet. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah, as Atlas slings this thing, it slices the shark, and the shark goes limp and starts to just kind of float there on the waves. He turns to Wit and says, you're going to want to call your friend Ambrose up here catch of the day, Hammerhead. (laughs) Um, And then I guess with a remaining action, I'll grab the rope to maintain my plus one bonus to my friend Kai in the water. Sounds good. It's Wit's turn. Oh yeah, Wit is going to grab the rope to give Kaya the bonus, and since there isn't a threat in the water, I think that is the most, I think that's the most helpful thing to do at the moment. How about Grady? Grabbing the rope, and not much else I can do. All right, Badger is again going to attempt to assist this athletics. She does. So you get an aid bonus as well, Kaya. I'm letting all of these stack because of the situation here. 
Yay, thank you. <laughs> All right, it's Calypso's turn. Yeah, uh, I can't uh, do much uh, right now, so I'm going to inspire courage again, just for funsies in case anything happens. And you know what? Uh, I'm going to give greedy guidance. Yay. Okay. <laughs> Kaya, you're up. All right. She is feeling more confident with the shark gone and her allies' help. So she just tries to move on up to the ship. We're so close now. Ooh, with a 19 on the die, that's a 35 with all of the aids. Yes, with a 35. You make it up to the ship and begin to climb. You are maybe five feet out of the water. I just need one more athletics check this time without the plus four to get yourself on board. Do I still get the strength bonuses? Yes, you still get get all of that bonus. Oh, only an 18. 18, you kind of hang there. You have one more action. Oh, she tries one more time and she throws all of her effort into pushing her and Badger up and over the rail of the ship. Oh, but she is just exhausted at this point and that's only a 15. Yeah, with a 15, fortunately you've gotten yourself up to uh, grabbing distance. Uh, however, you're, you're not all the way on board, <laughs> so your allies could certainly uh, attempt athletics to pull you up, and I'm going to let you guys do that. Atlas, if you want to try an athletics, you can go ahead. Might as well. Uh, oh, one. Yeah, you don't even <laughs> grab them on the side. Yeah, I'm just so happy with killing this shark that was yeah. probably running away. Uh, I guess if this is a full three action turn. There's a natural 20 there though. You go. So so you guys get close enough and Atlas kind of like wraps his tail around the railing, reaches mm-hmm. down and pulls you up one by one and you collapse on the deck exhausted. And I need you to cough up your seawater. <laughs> We'll see you next week. Yeah. Oh, boy. We did it. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Skull and Shackles is copyright 2012. Skull and Shackles and Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, and their respective logos, characters, and artwork are property of Paizo and used with permission. If you enjoy this show, consider listening to our other Pathfinder 2E show, The Bestow Curse Podcast, and supporting us on Patreon, where you can get exclusive access to our other actual play content.